Hello, guys, and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello, guys, and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life, talking about subjects from self-doubt to business to baby father drama, sex and loneliness. I want to ask real questions to my guests about real single mummy life. Can you really be happy? And can you be happy as a mum in general? Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life and the innate goal to try and find real happiness. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. to love me and I love the title because I think that we are all on a journey to love ourselves and to love every part of ourselves as well. Tell us a bit about yourself, your um, your single mother journey and how you came up with that title as well for your Instagram page. So yes, thank you so much for talking to me today um, and yeah, I basically came up with it, um, what is it, over a year ago now I um, had just moved out, moved on on my own with the kids after, you know, a very long um, relationship. And, you know, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy in myself, which, you know, so I think I, you know, finally came to a point where I had to kind of decide, like, was I going to be unhappy for the rest of my life or was I going to choose my own happiness? Um, and it was very, you know, obviously those decisions are, you know, probably the hardest you you have to make. Um, you know, and you go back and forth probably for a long time before you actually get there. But through it all, you know, obviously that was probably the hard, one of the hardest years of my life. Um, but through that, I just, you know, felt uh, such a strength and um, in, in, you know, just getting through it and, you know, having to love myself because you are on your own. And, and through that, just kind of like feel like I found myself again, really, t truly, uh, I think probably for the first time in, um, you know, finally at the age of 40, that was kind of a, a wow. point in, in my life where I was like, am I going to be 40 and unhappy? Or actually, like, it feels like a whole new, not even chapter, but book. Um, and yeah, and, you know, through it, it was hard as hell, but I'm on the other side and happy so so happy and mm -hmm. and it's a continuous journey of like self-love and but that really helped me through it um that's so what were the what were the steps that you took to actually starting to to love yourself because I I discussed this actually with someone else on a, on a podcast that when we are in relationships that person is they kind of become intertwined they're kind of sewn in our makeup and then when you break up, it's like ripping two fabric pieces apart. And you're like, where, wh who am I outside of that relationship that I was in? And then you have to then start picking up the pieces. So you, who were you before you had the relationship, before you had the kids, before you had the trauma? How, what steps did you take to get to that Point that no this is who I am this is how I love me this is what makes me happy outside everything else 
Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, that's totally uh, right. Exactly what you said there. Like you, you almost lose yourself in it a bit. And um, especially moving to another country, uh, my situation was like I became pregnant within a few months. I then became completely financially dependent on the other person. So I, all, all of a sudden from becoming like what I used to be very independent, you know, prided myself on that. And all of a sudden I found myself, yeah, being totally dependent, which in some cases isn't, isn't an issue, you know, if there's a, a you know, healthy balanced relationships, but in, in others, it, it's not ideal, I suppose. So finding my own independence again, um, I guess I just knew I, I wasn't happy and that I had to, I just uh, planned in my head how, how I was going to get there and slowly starting to like, you know, get, get my career up and, and getting on my own feet kind of in preparation for, for it. And it all kind of worked out, you know, I kind of believe like where there's a will, there's a way. And, you know, of course there's always stumbling blocks that come up and sometimes you feel like it's not going to work or, you know, for, for me, there were many things that happened along the way that, um, you know, I wasn't sure if it was going to work and it was also almost like, um, I was stepping into a, a, a blind spot, actually. That's how it felt. I didn't know how I was going to be able to financially support the kids, like literally, you know, especially when you're having to rely on government support and you don't actually know until you're um, like until you're in the place renting it, what you what you're going to get. Yeah, <laughs> which, which is uh, actually scary, terrifying, right? When you have to support children. Um, so those were, but I just trusted. I really just knew that I had this intuition for years. I knew I wasn't where I was supposed to be and I was ignoring it, but it kept, yeah. it kept coming up. Like it was, it was not go away. Right. Until I knew like, I, I can't live like this. And so I just had to follow it. I literally felt like it was like a leap of faith. I had to jump and just trust that it was all going to work out. And, you know, like, thankfully it, it did. And it is, and that doesn't mean it's, not stressful still <laughs> and there's not worries still but uh just continuing to have that trust that I'm following um where where you know what, what feels right I guess so in regards to um your single mommy journey though how have you found that so um you know to be honest um I think that it's not easy of course it's mm -hmm. not easy but um but when you're in not in, a, I suppose, a happy relationship, it's, um, I feel a bit free and I, I feel happy. Like I, I'm happy that I'm not in an unhappy relationship, I suppose, and, and not fighting. Yeah. And so actually, um, the benefits far outweigh the cons personally. Like, yes, there's financial stress, of course. Um, you know, and I don't have family here. There's a, and that goes not just for me, many people in London, it's a big place. Like you're lucky if you have family yeah. next to you, but but no, I mean, I think it's positive and I do, I feel like there's hope and, you know, especially being 40, like you're, you know, I'm not dead. Like there's still, you know what I mean? I'm still like, I just, I feel so hopeful that, yeah, I'm, I'm happy and I, I have a great life and yeah. And I know that um, I'm on the right path. I feel it. That's brilliant. And you look gorgeous for 40, darling. So <laughs> let's jump on to the dating aspect. Seeming as um, we're, I'm single and <laughs> I want to know how your dating experience has been since you um, have been single. 
Yeah, well, okay, so basically, you know, in this relationship for 12, 13 years, and then all of a sudden, I feel like I'm like thrown into the, the wolves den, whatever, of online dating, which is crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, but also actually, you know, interesting, because being a single mom, I don't, I don't, I don't have any childcare, you know, two days a month. So I'm not going to get out to go out to meet people. So actually, it is a, a an amazing chance that we have here to sift out all the bad ones. But, you know, rather than having to go out and, you know, actually, it's uh, quite um, time efficient <laughs> um, in a way. And good practice talking to people. Um, you know, of course, there were days where um, lost a bit of hope and thought this is pointless, like, and of course, I was always still hoping I'd just bump into somebody on the street and like yeah. randomly fall in love. But you know, that didn't happen <laughs> yet. Uh, but anyways, no, you know what? I think in general, it's been a interesting and good experience. Um, and yeah, I've been quite harsh, I think, but or ruthless, I should say, in my uh, my attempts. Um, but yeah, but it's had good. I've I've met some nice people. I haven't had a horrible date. Um, so yeah, I have yeah. to say that I think you have to like have a good intuition though and really weed them up. Um, I, I do this funny thing when I meet like really old couples. I always ask them, I'm like, oh, where did you meet? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> and you would hear the weirdest places ever. Like I, I, one couple told me that they met on the motorway, that he, she was driving, he was driving and he was following her car because she was so beautiful. And then when she pulled up at petrol station, he then followed her and said, look, I've been following you, which is weird now, but they were quite elderly. And then, yeah, bing, bang, bosh, they're together. Wow. And it was amazing. So I think that things that happen like that now nowadays and the yeah. pandemic has also really separated us and going out, I'm tired. I don't want to go out <laughs> partying and meeting someone shouting in my ear with loud music. So I think ultimately going on dating apps is the go-to thing in 2022, possibly 2023. However, I when I went on these dating apps, I found, <laughs> but this is my own personal experience, I saw three of my friend's husbands. That's awful. Oh, gosh. That's really... That's I was, and I was like, what, what, what the hell are married men doing on dating apps? I don't get it. So when I was on the dating app, I was like, hold on, wait. If I can see you, you can see me. <laughs> I just ended up just yeah. deleting it. I just deleted it. But what, what, what's your opinion on the apps? Because I, we don't want to slander any apps that are out there. But I jumped on Tinder and I was like, nope, I'm not doing this. Um, because I found some of the chats really rude mm. like in regards to like the bio that they would put on there like don't want this don't want that and I found them a bit just like chauvinistic like just who the hell do you think you are to be putting your requirements on your thing skinny <laughs> five six yeah. <laughs> big tits I'm like, that all rhymed <laughs> I went on to another app called hinge which was kind of quirky because mm. it looked a bit like instagram Mm -hmm. So um, Hinge was Hinge was okay, but then it still wasn't for me because I didn't find it just, it wasn't authentic in regards to when you do meet someone on a one-to-one -one basis and you do um, kind of have a spark. 
I think that for me, this is just my own opinion, when I joined the app and then you start talking to someone, it's not, there wasn't really an excitement as it would be when you meet someone generically, like face to face. So my question to you is, number one, what's your opinion on the apps? And number two, when people have reached out to you or you have reached out to to them, because I know like sites like Bumble, you, oh, the woman reaches out to the to the guys. How do you spark that conversation? Yeah, so that can be tricky. Um, so basically for me, same thing. I didn't like Tinder. I have tried quite a few because I kept like, I wasn't, yeah. I didn't like Bumble. I did try it, but I didn't like the fact that the woman had to reach out. And I felt like that for me, because I'm kind of a bit more old school, I want to be pursued as much as you can be pursued on an app. <laughs> um, you know, because it already takes away that. For me, I'm like, you already don't have to go up to me. You already, you know what I mean? Like, have it easy. And now I have to talk to you too? Like, I didn't like that. And and the first few, I felt like, I think I started chatting to two or some people. And I felt that lack of effort. Mm. And, and, it, and from there, it just, I was just like, these are not the kind of, I don't want a man that can't be bothered to even, even write a sentence like if you can't so that was for me I was like nah Bumble's not for me because a man that chooses that that's his level of effort I feel like that that shows something for me Mm -hmm. I actually liked Hinge um I kept going back I liked the way it worked um yeah and and for me I I met um some decent people for sparking the conversation can be tricky I go in all guns blazing I literally, and I either terrify them and, and I don't care. I'm just like, this is, you know, I just, I ask the hard questions immediately. I'm do small talk. I can't, I get so bored. I'm just literally like, like, you know, Hey, how are you? You know, what, what's your story? What brings you to hinge? What are you looking for? Literally? Yeah. And you wow. know, but, but, and do you let them know that you're a single mom by any chance? Because yeah. I know someone that puts on their profile that they're a single mom. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think like, I'm not, why lie? If you're starting something with lies, with that intention, how is that going to end? Yeah, I don't, okay. for me, I'm, I'm not, uh, I, I couldn't do that because that's, I, yeah, I just feel like that's starting something already um, with, m- you're misleading, really. Because yeah. I, I would want and to, would, like. Would you rather date someone that has kids or doesn't have, ki- have kids? So again, I, you know, just chatting to both, um, I feel like the, the few that I chatted to that didn't have kids didn't understand and um, that I wasn't available at the drop of a hat, you know, because when, you okay. know, you remember back in the day before you had kids, that was your like, you know what I mean? Like you would give so much energy and effort into this, that person, because you had that time. Um, not to say yeah. once you really like somebody, you find the time, right? I, I believe that mm-hmm. like we, we make time for what we want, but, um, but so just to answer that question, I think ideally just somebody that had had kids would have a little more understanding of, of your life um, and probably be in a, in a better place place because a lot of people that didn't probably hadn't been in long-term relationships actually weren't didn't have their shit together really (laughs) um you know living in a flat share not hot like that's just my my experience but no not close to anything um but it would have to take a special kind of single 
guy with no kids to, you know what I mean? Yeah. What's like the worst date you've ever been on then on these dating apps? Actually, I've, I've been pretty lucky. I've, you know, the I haven't been on that many, but because I, if I get a bad feeling about anything, I'll just cancel it. So I haven't actually gone on, I've canceled a few last minute because I thought this, it's just not for me. You know, I just got, yeah. I'd like one guy was just like talking about drinking a lot. And I was like, are you an alcoholic? And he was like, uh, would that be a problem? Yes. Yes. That would be a problem. Like, yeah. So, and then I was like, mm, not sure this is going to work. Uh, so yeah, but no, I haven't had any bad dates. I've been lucky enough to go on dates with really, really nice um, people. So yeah. Okay, so let me flip the script then. What's the best date you've been on and what impressed you from that? Chat. So the best date I had been on was, um, and I went to a restaurant. He made a bit, you know, quite a bit of good effort and booked like a really lovely restaurant. Um, mm -hmm. He was just consistent um, all the time. And as soon as we saw each other, there was a spark and we just didn't stop talking for like the whole five hours, then went on for, and that was the best date I've been on in my life. Um, oh, and wow. Yeah. And that's- So Nina, who paid? He paid. He paid. I did pay for drinks after though. I did pay for oh, drinks. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I do offer, but if you take the offer, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> I what's, do. Your, what's your view on that then? Should a woman pay or you should just offer knowing that, no, you better not? <laughs> yeah, I, I am old school and I definitely believe that no a woman should not pay on the first date or second or third uh, in my opinion but obviously I know there is like I, I do want to offer and I do you know want to if I if I really like somebody then I, I would want to you know treat them as well but I, I don't know I just I am a bit yeah. old-fashioned I think I'm old-fashioned as well and yeah. I think it's not balanced though because if you think about it, for sure, he's making more money than me. Is he, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, do, I feel like there, it depends. Like, but in the mo for the most part, they're making more money. Then how is it equal? 50-50 yeah. isn't even equal, right? It's, and also, it's just chivalry, man. Like, And plus, it's like, you're, you're inviting me out. If I invited you out on the date, by all means, but you're inviting yeah. me out. Yeah. Makeup, hair, outfit probably cost more than the whole meal. So, so I said, uh, yeah. You don't even need to justify. Okay? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I feel like that the, the, the men's brains have really, really shifted in our new age. And they feel really entitled that, well, I'm like, what, what do women bring to the table kind of mm -hmm. thing? Like there's a thousand of you. There's only one of me. I'm gone. I don't know, narcos, <laughs> like whatever. So yeah. I, I don't know, like, what, what's your opinion on the way men were before to the way they are now, like in regards to like the dating and the courting aspect? Because I feel like they've really changed. Yeah, I do think probably, unfortunately, it has made them not have to make an effort. And, you know, and then there's the whole feminist movement, which again, probably kicked us in the butt a little bit. Hell yeah. In, in that respect, like, you know, but... I do think that if um, that, you know, at the end of the day, if a guy really likes you and he's a decent guy, then he's gonna, he's gonna do, you know, he is going to want to take you pay and want to take you out mm -hmm. because that's what you do when you like somebody. And if not, then he's not, <laughs> not the guy for me. I don't know. Everyone might view it differently and, and might be okay with that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, 
Um, so, so what are um, dating app red flags for you? Like, what should a woman, as soon as this happens, just be like, nope, delete? Oh, man, I am so harsh. Like, I'm like, if, you know, if they aren't getting back to me within, like, I used to be so bad, my friends would be like, that's a bit, it's a bit much. And I'm like, yeah, but I feel like you, we have access. We know we are not dumb. Like, if you're not getting back to me within, yeah. you know, even a few hours, like that shows you, we know you're talking to a few other people. But that shows where you stand, period. So if they're okay. like, if they're taking 24 hours, no, unmatch. Wow, <laughs> okay. I, I might give them one time 24. I might see how it goes. I'm, I I started to try to be a bit more patient. Maybe I am being harsh, but then, no, man, that is not, uh, I don't want to wait. I'm not going to wait 24 hours. If you if you like me, then you're going to mess. You want to message me. You want to message each other. Okay. So actually, I think that, that just helped me weed out, man. Like, I don't have time to have a million conversations, to be honest. It's boring, right? Like, yeah. to restart the conversation, like, just no. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> again, I, I'm, I was ruthless, but you know what? It's worked yeah. out. So being con consistency is huge, yeah. you know, immediately. Um, and yeah, just asking questions, right? Like, there's nothing more annoying than you're the one, only one app. But again, that just shows you their level of interest. If they're not asking you questions, they're not interested. Yeah. So, so with the dating apps as well and online dating, um, how, because I find that like, I've seen a lot of women that are on there and they meet someone and they really like this person. And then before you know it, they're unmatched. And how do you handle rejection? Because I feel like it, it's like the Hunger Games on on the app sometimes. So how have you managed to build build resilience? I know you're saying it's it's you you managed to weed things out, but what about when you actually feel like you've got a connection with someone, and boom, unmatched? Yeah, I mean, I just think, of course, I think it's more of like a bruise to our ego always, mm. um, but blessing in disguise. Like, just think that you didn't you didn't waste time like give it a few days, someone more um, interesting is going to pop up. So yeah, just like, you know, sit with your feelings and ask yourself, like, why, why am I feeling this way? Why does it bother me? Like, yeah, it's just an ego bruise, right? Like, at the end of the day, we, yeah, we kind of felt some connection, it's gonna happen, but it wasn't meant to be. A mm -hmm. And, and that's okay, make room for what's coming. Like, um, and, and easier said than done at the time, of course, right? Yeah. Like I, I'm not, uh, none of us are immune to, you know, being rejected or, but um, thank you next is my summer motto. And, you know, like, yeah, it's all. Oh, I love that. Thank you next. Honestly, that was my summer theme tune. And it just makes you truly like grateful for any, any little experience because it just, uh, moves you along faster to to where you're meant to be and to the people that are meant to be in your life you know even friendship wise like yeah so so, so studies actually say that one percent of people will be single for the rest of their lives what do you think about this um I guess like yeah that makes sense probably I'd think that percent would be higher like you know people will choose to be or you know depending on like what's happened in their past maybe maybe they you know like also, you might be not in a place to attract like what you really want or, you know, so yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, 
it's not such a bad place, I guess, you know, yeah. better than being in an unhappy relationship. That's true. Sure. That's very true. And it's um, even in my single motherhood journey, I've had so many married women reach out to me in the DM saying to me, well, I'm married, but I still feel like a single mom. Um, I'm thinking about getting a divorce. So how is the single motherhood journey for you? So it's it's so funny that people might have that ring, but you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. They might be crying themselves to sleep every night. Because yeah, like that was the same thing. I kind of did like 97% of the work anyways. So it wasn't a huge transition for me. I had already evolved my life, my work around the kids. I basically couldn't, um, yeah, couldn't go out in the evening still, you know, because the job that, that he, so actually, yeah, it can, it can be um, positive. It can, you know, it, it, it is positive if you're, you know, being, being a single mom can be, you know, very empowering, you know, to be happy and to be on your own and to be able to do it. And, you know, um, not that I, you know, we, we ever hope that or go in with that intention, but, but yeah, it's not also a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I do like to tell people as well, like when, when, I, when it's because I'm an advocate for single motherhood, it doesn't mean I wanted to be a single mom, but when you are placed in a situation, you just have to make the best out of it. And I'll, I have highlighted that as, as much as I would love a relationship, the loneliest I've ever felt in my entire life was actually in a relationship. So when you're in a relationship and you're unhappy and someone else is there, so I would rather be alone <laughs> and feel alone than be with someone else and still feel that horrible, sick feeling like, can you not see that I'm in pain? why don't you give a shit kind of thing so yeah being single is is not that bad no no very good in fact exactly so what do you um what does self-love mean to you so for me self-love is about like putting yourself first um you know taking care of yourself because especially as a single mom like we don't have anyone to come in and take over at the end of the day so we need to pour from a full cup right so health wise you know taking time like you know I kind of got into running which was like a savior for me me mentally more than anything and just having that time for myself to be you know in in my just dedicated to me um, I think is like a practice of that is self-love that is like respecting my body and you know knowing that I yeah, that my health comes first, because if I'm not healthy, who's going to take care of the kids, right? Um, that, you know, talking to yourself in a loving way, how do we talk to our best friends, right? We give them all this love and encouragement, and we think they're amazing. And we see, but we don't, why don't we talk to ourselves like that? So like, practicing that in, you know, I do a lot of affirmations, which, you know, when before, before I'm, I'm going into, let's say, work or an interview anything and like you know pep talking myself literally with affirmations and you know eventually you know those things you you hear them you know you hear them naturally and you kind of it's like a habit and and it makes you feel good and you go in with you know um in a better frame of mind um yeah and just treating your I always think like I do so I try my best at work why don't I try my be best at you know, do I give that amount of effort into my personal development, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have to, I think what we do for other people, we also have to love ourselves. Mm -hmm. no, I love that. We have to love ourselves. And the, the happier you are, the happier your children will be because you'd be able to pour into them. And yeah. And then they see that. Yeah. Like even just 
leaving the unhealthy relationship is teaching them that we deserve a true love. We mm-hmm. that because that is not love, right? And even though it's hard for them, and even though they might not understand at the time, staying there is teaching them that you don't deserve that. And then they don't ever have that. Like I didn't have that reflection of what real love is, right? I didn't have a um, happy parents together and that's important because where do you see that yeah so at least if you see that even if it's one person your mom knowing that she deserves better that she loves herself enough to choose you know better yeah Yeah. uh, it's an important um you know what 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 you see is is what is all you know I guess honestly it teach I think it teaches them boundaries and it teaches them like to fight against codependency because if you think about the amount of women that are in, for example, domestic violence relationships, then it, yeah, it's like a generational curse because then their children end up experiencing the same thing. So when you kind of break you know. that, yes. yeah, break that pattern, then yeah. as 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 hard as it is, at, at mm-hmm. some point it's like ripping off a bandaid. At some point, yeah. that wound is going to heal, and it's not going to then ble- you're not going to bleed on your on your children, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's a very, very brave thing for a lot of women to do to to step out in the unknown if they know that they are secretly unhappy or broken in that perfect relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's terrifying, so, definitely. It's scary. It's a scary yeah. thing to be a single mom. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I know that like when you see on social media, people are always bashing single moms. If you just have to put single motherhood on YouTube and see the stupid videos that that come up like five reasons why you should never date a single mom like just but people act like we are not the most resilient human beings yeah. in this no. I have no clue thing. you know what that's sad that they don't see that if you can't see that like for me I have the greatest respect not that I don't for any woman that's married you know uh, I'm so happy anybody who, who you know who is able to be happy but oh but yeah for me like it just shows, yeah, what an incredible, um, yeah, resilient, exactly, person that you are. Yeah. And I think, too, it, yeah, it exactly what you said about, I didn't have a, for me, people would say, this is normal, people fight, and, but it was a toxic relationship. And for me, the key was like, you're right, this is normal. And this is the only normal I've ever seen in my life, which is what I attracted into, because that was all I knew, right? But then I was mm-hmm. like, but this is not a normal I want. This is not, and I know that there's, I know that there's more. I just, know, you know, mm. yeah. And I thought this is, I, I have to stop it now. That's brilliant. I, and yeah. I'm happy that you picked yourself because yeah, you're smiling and you're happy. <laughs> so it's good that you, yeah, to find a new normal. Because if, yeah. if the normal that you were in before wasn't happy, wasn't good, wasn't healthy, find a new normal. So, so where can people find you on social media? Um, yeah, just my Instagram, a journey to love me. Oh, brilliant. I want to say thank you so much, Nina, for taking out your time and coming on the Happy Single Moms podcast. 